Hello, and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine. I am your host for the month of May, Kaz. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. I'm Joss. And today we're continuing the Past Futures month with The Last Man on Earth from 1964. It was directed by Sidney Salco and uh, Ibaldo Ragona. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. And it stars Vincent Price. Yeah. And it's in the public domain, so go watch it on YouTube. Yep. There's a few different versions of it out there. I actually found a colorized version that we're watching. It's the remastered, which was uh, pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. not to mention that this is based on the book I Am Legend by Richard Matheson from yep. 1954, and... Also, there's a few versions of the story that have been turned into movies. So Quite a few. In ni- yeah, in 1971, you've got uh, Omega Man, and then you've got the Will Smith version, I Am Legend. That was like 2007, I think? Yeah, it's 2007. Yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, As far as I could tell from what I looked up, this one's about as close to the book as any of them are. Yes. Uh, they're not, I mean, it's not the same, but this one's the closest. Which well, is apparently the... The book writer was one of the screenwriters, but then yep. went by a fake name. Yeah. And he hated yeah, he it. he went by Logan Swanson. Yep. He okay. took his mother's maiden name and his wife's maiden name. Huh. Yep. But he didn't like the he didn't like how it came out. No. So he's just like, I want to collect royalties, but I don't want my name on it. Right. Yeah. And he, was he found not happy some about it. Yeah. I mean, but, and all, all things considered, I liked this movie more than I thought I would. Like, mm, I, I was thinking a... I mean, it's not an action movie, but it's probably the closest to an action movie Vincent Price ever did. And let's just say Rambo, he ain't. So, <laughs> no. But I enjoyed it more we than I thought. We don't watch it for Rambo. No. It's kind of funny, though. I, w- I would love to see something where he narrates his life more <laughs> than what he did. <laughs> or if there's like layers of narrators and like uh, Morgan Freeman narrates over his narration. <laughs> I went and got I went and got gas. He went and got the gas. <laughs> so yeah, the I dead are everywhere. So I knew a little bit about the plot of this going in, just you know through cultural osmosis, because I haven't seen Omega Man. I haven't seen um, I Am Legend, the Will Smith one, but just through. Osmosis, I kind of knew what the plot was. And even then, I think it worked out pretty well how they did it in the end of this, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, we should probably cover our history with the movie or lack thereof. Yes. Okay. It was the first time I saw I think I covered mine, so. Yeah. Right. I didn't see any of. I might have seen a little bit of Omega Man. Maybe just a little, but. mm, Yeah. I'm not familiar with the book either. Anyone read the book? I have not. No. I've read a lot of Richard Matheson, but this I this doesn't seem familiar. So I mostly know about it from people complaining about the ending of uh, I Am Legend, the Will Smith movie. So Yeah, that one apparently got a real weird ending. Which is funny, because there's two. There's two endings. You have... There is? Yes. There's so that the one. theatrical ending, and then there's the director's cut ending ending uh, yeah. oh, and okay. they're uh, both very very different huh. um yeah the, yeah the director's cut is the one where he realizes he was the monster the whole time yes and he oh. lives 
Whereas in the theatrical release, he dies. So very strange. I read that he something about a grenade, and he sacrifices himself. He sacrifices himself for like these two kids. Um, So a sacrifice becomes the legend rather than him being a a monster. Yeah, yeah, becoming the legend. Yeah, and it's funny because I guess with the director's cut, um, the story is very very different than this one. There are a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences. Um, are we still talking about the Will Smith movie? Yeah. Or this movie? No, well, both of them, actually. Oh. Um, like, yeah, there were definite differences between the two. Oh, yeah. Um, the only real similarities uh, are the name of the, uh, the main character. Because Will Smith's character in the 2007 one is actually the same name as the guy in the book. Um, which is... It was Neville. Neville. Yeah, Robert Neville. Yep. Robert Neville. And in this one, it's Robert Mo- Robert Morgan. Morgan! Oh, God, I got tired <laughs> of that guy. Yep. God damn it, Ben, shut up! It's like, enough, Ben, go away. Robert <laughs> <laughs> Morgan. Should we go scene by scene, or did you want to sum up the differences? Ooh, yes! Wikipedia has a nice, convenient list of the differences between... Okay, yeah. I'm on to that. Um, okay. Like I said, all I really, all I really know about the Will Smith one is cultural osmosis. So I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll chime in where I can, but I haven't actually uh-huh. seen the newer one. All right. So a couple of things are the differences from the novel and the and what we saw. Uh, the protagonist profession it was a he was a plant worker. He wasn't a scientist. Yeah, yeah. he was like a, a laborer essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The vampires are zombie like in the novel. No, no, in the uh, movie. Whoopsie. In the movie. In the movie, they're yeah. zombie-like. And in the yeah, novel, so they're more like... In the uh, novel, they're fast, they're climbing. Yeah. Um, World War World Z, War 28 Z days later. Did the same thing. In oh, the yeah. novel of World War Z, they're they're just... they're Actually, it's the polar opposite. Yeah. They're yeah. kind of dumb. They're just kind of, like, meandering around, but they're easily to defeat. And, but it took and, a long time for them to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And in the movie, they're all crawling over themselves like ant colonies and stuff, and yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah. So it's basically yeah. like uh, 28 Days Later on... Ra- on it's like, ra- yeah, rage, rage zombies, yeah. fast zombies. Yeah. Oh, one of the bad <laughs> cut points. A, cut, cut you off, and it sounded like you said ass zombies. <laughs> Those two. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you meant to say. I just heard ass zombies. Uh, no. I was saying fast, fast zombies. Zombies. Oh. Okay. Well, the ass zombies are Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> the, z- the zombie anaconda don't want none. I'll eat your ass. I'm ready. <laughs> topical. Uh, I think this movie would be topical, kind of. No shit, huh? I mean, it, it is. Very it, topical. It, ooh, ooh. A few of the things that happen, and I'm like, Jesus, Kaz, what is this? <laughs> hey, I'm the kind of person who watches the world burn eating popcorn. Yep. So yeah, I, you are. I wanted to go with this one because, you to sum it up, there's basically a plague has uh, wiped out everybody pretty much yep. um, and turned them into vampires that act like zombies. Vampire zombies. Yeah. One guy left uh, who's running around staking them. Yeah. Now, see, that's not quite what coronavirus does. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Yet. <laughs> the year is still relatively young. It hey, we got three years. 
What's Remember up? that. It we got three been, years. It had been three years, so yeah. Yeah. Yes, this takes place in the futuristic year of 1968. Ooh. Three years after the apocalypse. Yeah, it's a, it's a little less high-tech than uh, Just Imagine was. Mm, yes. Just, just a little bit. There's no baby vending machines. No. No. No, but there's lots of zombie vampires. Mm. Yes, and they're all bluish. Yeah, it's like I thought they looked they like are? I thought yeah. they looked oh, like I they've watched. been. You watch the color one. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the colorized version, they get kind of a bluish tint to them. But the with the oh. way the camera is and the way the camera the way the color works, it almost looks like the zombies are still in black and white. While everything else is in color. They actually did a really good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, oh. Making them look like they're dead. Yeah. Um, with the makeup that they had, it didn't look cakey yeah. or anything. They made the people look really, like, pallid. Um, especially during the times when there's, like, the flashbacks and you see um, his wife, Verge, um, starting to get sick. You can, and his she's daughter. getting paler and paler. You They're can getting, see it. yeah, she gets paler and paler and grayish. And they did a really good job with the makeup. With the makeup. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, That's good. It's also, I, I know it's uh, like public domain, but the colorized version is on Prime. And I which know, is where we watched it. And I know there was oh. a colorized version on YouTube. I don't know if it was the same one or if it know. was AI colorized, but there is a colorized one on YouTube as well. Well, that's great to know. Yeah, we watched the black and white one. Well, yeah. that's going to give us a little bit of a different... Yeah, because we probably got a bit of a di different feel in certain scenes. Because there's one particular scene when he's frantically driving home at night, and you can really tell that it's he's driving through daylight. Oh, so yeah. It's like, that is a very bright oh. evening that's happening here. Oh, <laughs> the, the sun's sun already set. Nuh-uh. The sun is out and shining, and he's driving home from a cemetery. And you can see him, see the, him squinting in the daylight. <laughs> Damn. Oh, jeez. I oh, don't yeah. even know. Yeah. It's one Man. of those, like, it's nighttime because we put a blue filter over the lens. <laughs> it's <laughs> a really oh, bad one. It's like the Birdemic uh, variety of nighttime scenes. Couple of Harold Lloyd movies are like that too. Yep. But at least Harold Lloyd movies, it's like kind of obvious it's supposed to be that way. Yep. But it's a very weird bluish tint, and then suddenly it's really super yellow. Uh, which means it went overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes back to black and white in the next uh, in the next scene. Hmm. There's a couple that did that. Um, I did some research here, and. Okay. Kind of a theme that we want to have through this month is just looking at, we're looking at past futures. We look at the year and what we actually had. Okay. And uh, like we did with Just Imagine where we had the gold that's fuck car. <laughs> oh yeah, that car was something else. Oh yeah. I never did show that to you, Joss. I'll have to show it. It is the I saw it. You did, you did it. Yeah, it's the eightiesest thing in the in the entire world. He sent oh, it to it's, me it's... way before you saw it. All right. Yeah, I sent it to Joss, and I'm like, please don't show Dan. And I did. <laughs> that was gloriously eighties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was. It was a what the shit moment. The music was very disco, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was when eighties didn't know there were eighties oh, yet. Old. Well, I mean, so, the 70s didn't end until, like, 1984 anyway. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. So, I did some research on stuff that happened in 1968, 
and reached out to some old friends who were alive around that time, and just said, okay, uh, one of the things that happens very early on is you see Vincent Price, like, he X's off a calendar. He drew it on the wall. Yep. But he also mentions that he has there's 12 hours of sunlight and 12 hours of darkness. All so, right. quick look at that. Um, depending on how you look at it, in 1968, the, those times was either April 28th or October 27th. See, I thought I saw him marking off September at the beginning yeah. of the movie. He did, but just keep in mind, too, that this was recorded in 1963. Right. Okay. So, he could be slightly off, but just going with that fact just for a moment, it's either one of these days, three weeks before the April deadline, I'm sorry, the April date, Martin Luther King was shot. I was going to say, killed. 68. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And in between these two days, perfectly in the middle of June, Robert F. Kennedy was shot and killed. And you had Vietnam War protests, and locally were recorded in southern Massachusetts. People were lining up at train stations and throwing pig's blood at Vietnam soldiers who were just coming back. Yep. You had protests all around the East Coast, and... The DNC had no idea what the hell to do. The Republicans nominated Richard Nixon, mm-hmm. and they plucked some guy like, well, we really wanted Robert F. Kennedy, and they plucked a senator named Senator Humphrey. Oh, jeez. Y'all know who's, who Senator Humphrey is? No! There's a reason. <laughs> Simply because... He didn't know what to do. He didn't want to be president. And he literally drew should have made him a the longer of the short stories. Wow. Like they were actually doing this? With... He, he won a straw poll of Democrats, and he was nominated to be president. Nobody had any idea who the fuck he was, and Nixon came in. Hmm. President Humphreys. Hmm. Yeah, and just to put it mildly... This depiction of 1968 and Last Man on Earth seems a little better. I mean, yeah, if you think about it. And also, I did find the price of garlic was actually dirt freaking cheap. Oh, yeah. Was everything else? But the price of garlic was 17 cents a pound. Damn. And currently today, it's $1.75. I was about to say, it's definitely more than that now. Way more. Yeah, so... Not that the money mattered when yeah. the last man on earth. It's just fair. It was just another things to figure out. But oh just, boy, does he have a dull routine? Uh, should oh I get God. into it? Well, yeah, let's do it. Oh, you're gonna say something. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say all that beef jerky hanging in that freezer. Mm. Yeah, because that's gonna turn into jerky. It's either gonna rot or turn into jerky, because you know it's a freezer, not a time machine. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, I wanted to get into his routine. Um, that way we can talk about the frickin' garlic situation. Yep. I, I got a, plenty to say about oh, yes. garlic. I have plenty to say about a lot about his routine. <laughs> okay. Let's just go. <laughs> 
Okay, so he starts off his day, and something I found kind of confusing is when he sees the first corpse out on his lawn, he says they live off the weak ones and leave them for the pit. So I'm thinking, are the zombie vampires eating other zombie vampires? Yes. And if so, yeah, why do they want his blood? His is fresher. Yeah, when you don't have anything else to feed on, you're going to feed on each other. And they're already been pretty much dead for a while now, so their their blood's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as fresh. Like, they want his because... Well, I mean, why not kill everything and have no more food, right? Isn't that how that works? I know, right? Well, shouldn't... I can... I can say this because I was, like, a wicked X-Files fan as a kid. Um, there's an episode where... Um, Mulder and Scully end up going to Hollywood, and um, Hollywood actors are playing them. Um, and it's funny because Taylioni played Scully, which at that point she was married to David Duchovny. Um, <laughs> I wonder how and, she got that role. And Gary Shanling played the role of Fox Mulder. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it's a zombie oh episode, God. and it's half wacky and half like mystical and at the very end um Mulder starts talking about zombies um and basically what are the things you want to do if you woke up uh, not undead but not knowing that you were dead you would Mm -hmm. go back to your normal routines you'd want to eat you'd want to um yeah, yeah basically You'd want to do all the things that you normally do. You just can't do them as well. So your first reaction, the animalistic reaction, is to eat. And that's what they're kind of driving on, the animal brain. And I always kind of thought of that. And I was like, okay, I can actually kind of buy that. See, I'm just picturing the end of Shaun of the Dead now. Like, um... Uh, was it Nick Frost's character? His whole his whole life was video games, and that's what he kind of defaulted back to as yeah what he became. They still keep some semblance of themselves. Yeah, that's why Ben keeps going, Morgan, Morgan, I'm going that to kill just... you. Yeah, calling him. Yeah, Rachel, basically Patrick Starfish. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Morgan. <laughs> We know it's a safe out here. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, he has a pretty repetitive daily routine. He starts by marking the day off on his little calendar he made out of the wall. <laughs> and he goes to sharpening stakes, uh, calls the radio for survivors, checks his map. He's been His mission is to find where the vampires sleep during the day and kill them. So he's been crossing off section by section as he... Just goes out every day killing vampires. Now, do we know where he's supposed to be? Because I know most of it was like filmed in Rome and stuff, because the uh, building in in the background of one of the scenes was Rome. Yeah. yeah they filmed yeah. a lot of this movie in Italy um, because it was cheaper. And a lot of the extras and a lot of the other people in the movie were Italian, um, which is why there's a lot of dub in this movie. Oh, I couldn't tell. Yeah. You, well, can, see it's actually it, good. you can see it a lot in the color yeah. version. I mean, also when you're looking for it. Like yeah. we, we had looked that up and saw where it was. 
Because yeah. I was trying to figure out where it was set. I'm like, is this supposed to be London or something? And Joss is saying, but nobody has accents. So I'm like, all right. So mm-hmm. we're looking up, found out most of it's filmed in, in Italy. Italy. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be in Manhattan. Okay. Okay. But kind of debatable. Mm. Yeah, there is like a large park type area. I guess it's Central Park. Yeah. Post the I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was definitely a lot more filmed. That, there was a lot of this was filmed in Rome, but a lot of a lot of movies were filmed in Rome at the time. Yeah. Because it was super cheap. Mm-hmm. So, th- whatever happened to that, and now now it's Vancouver, isn't it? A yeah. Lot, a lot of stuff gets filmed in Vancouver. Oh. I know there's a bunch of bunch of movies are filmed like down in Georgia too, because the yeah. taxes are they get a tax light. break. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, that's just it. Yeah. Taxes. Yep. Yeah. Plus, it was cheaper. A lot of, a lot of Italy and Spain looked a lot like the old West of yeah. America. Yeah. So, you know, so there really is. It's like, okay, this kind of looks like it. Let's go over here. Oh, it's cheaper. I don't have to build a set or design a world or anything. All right, let's go over here. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. I wonder if, like, a botanist watching an old West movie could tell. that's not the west it's like wait just a second that species of orchid doesn't grow in California this is some nonsense (laughs) movie ruined (laughs) then he realizes that uh, his garlic is you know not very it's not not fragrant enough and his mirror got broken that he, he keeps that as his door decorations, so he can, because apparently the vampires don't, well, they can see themselves, they just don't like what they see. Yeah, they can't stand to look at themselves, which is not part of any vampire myth that I'm aware of. I just know that you can't see yourself in a mirror if you're a vampire. I mean, depending on on where the myth is from, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, a bunch of different places have a bunch of different myths, like there's... I think there's, like, a Swiss vampire that can only feed from, like, the bottoms of your feet. Yeah. Would you say these vampires are vain? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Or, if you want to get a little deep about it. If you want to get a little arterial. Well, they can't uh, take the fact that they can't see their humanity anymore. Yeah, they're probably like, what have I become? Oh, no. Oh god, the monster oh. I've become. Oh. Yep. <laughs> angst, angst, angst. Yes. So he's got to go replace the. Take a little field trip, replace the garlic. Oh god, this is his weekly shopping trip. <laughs> At least he doesn't got to wear a mask. Yep. Fucking Christ. Uh, I want to know, okay, he's been at this for three years. He goes to the market and. I can see sticking the garlic in a freezer working for a little while, but three freaking years? Yeah, probably. Why isn't he growing it? I, yeah, I I had that same thought. Um, Why doesn't he just plant it around his property? At first I thought maybe he was. Like maybe he had done that and he brought it there to keep it fresh because maybe yeah, his freezer wasn't used. That's what I was thinking, yeah. That's what I was hoping, anyway. I was still kind of blown away he had power, and then, like, I'm yeah, just, I'm yeah. thankful the movie addressed why he had power. He's got generators going in the garage. Like, okay, cool. Thank yeah. you, movie. You showed me why this is happening. 
But when is he going to run out of gasoline to power that and his cars and burn the dead bodies? I mean, it's going to take time. There was, there's a lot of cars to siphon from, and there was that whole tanker truck. Mm-hmm. And, and if, he ranges, if he ranges a little farther, he'll probably find more. Yeah. Doesn't gas go bad after a while? It can, but it takes a while. It takes uh, a while. Right. It's only been three years. Um, yeah. And depending on the model of the car and the model of the engine, uh, you can use high-volume alcohol to burn off in a lot of these engines and at this point. Ethanol, yeah. True. Um, can booze be lit, lit on fire? Oh, yes. If it's high enough proof, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is why um, Molotov cocktails um, are a thing. Yep. If it's That'd over be... 150 proof, I think it is. Something like that. And Oof. it's not... It's like alcohol. Uh, um, it's not like gas. Uh, you like the fumes, not the actual liquid. Mm-hmm. Oh... Oh, yeah. I was wondering if he was raiding uh, liquor stores to douse the box. Well, he's so obviously them. he's obviously raided at least one liquor store because he has liquor on hand. Yep. To yeah, I did see that. Into a stupor and then he gets mad at it. Yeah. I thought he was going to use those as Molotovs. No, I think he was just drinking. Oh. Yep. Aw, oh, man. That would have been just... epic. If you just hear Ben mo- bitching and moaning at you all night, every night, you're going to need yeah. something to knock yourself out. Okay, here's my yeah. issue, okay? Why did he stay in that house? Yes! You have yes. so many other places to go. So, you have oh, everything God, at yeah. your disposal. And so many better fortified places. Like, right. hell, even that crypt yeah. you went to at one point would have been a better place. Yes. Because there's only one yeah. way in or out, and those are iron goddamn gates. I just, yeah, we said the same thing. Yeah, but these are weak-ass zombie vampires. Right, you can just push them, and they yeah. fall down. Yep. Um, and it's not like... He proves that. Yeah. Yeah. And he can get bitten, technically, and not going to get infected, because he's got the antibodies in his blood. Yep. So, he was bit by a fire bat years ago. Yeah, something uh-huh. about a bat. In Panama. Which is so freaking... Like, on the nose right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. As soon as he <laughs> said he was bitten by a bat, Jessica just kind of like her head whips around, looks at me, oh, goes, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> at least it was in Panama. Yeah. Right. right. But um, I, I kind of had a trouble with the whole, why is there a whole store just for mirrors? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, let's go down to the mirror <laughs> store. Talk about niche <laughs> marketing. Yeah, that. What if the sun bounces off? It probably burns down. It just make a really? make a uh, Archimedes death ray and just burn down whatever shops across the street. Just like one time every day, this is really going to be the worst place in the world. Yes, it's going to be so hot. Yeah, they just they never showed the str- the the like the building directly across the street. Just has this hole bored through it. <laughs> from like you know three fifteen every day, just like laser across the street. <laughs> and then he's got to go burn the bodies left on his lawn. Yeah, but I'm wondering, are they just sleeping or are they dead? Dead? I think they're Don't dead. Know. Dead. Uh, yeah. yeah, because the sunlight kills them. Um, later on, when you find out that. He's kind of the bad guy. I think, Spoiler warning. I think uh, they were talking about the houses that he raided and found them. 
wasn't there a guy just lying there halfway in the door? Yes. yes. And he wasn't dead. Dead. He was. It looked like Undead. he was dying. Yeah, he was. In, he was infected, and he was turning into one of the zombie ones. But he wasn't there yet. But that wasn't. That just didn't register to Robert. He's just like, oh look, another one. And he like becomes their boogeyman. So hunting zombies is uh, something he does during the day too, with mm-hmm. a, a stake and a hammer. Yeah, he's trying to find their lair. Basically. With, a, with yeah. a stake and a hammer, and and the most half-assed hammer swings I have ever seen. <laughs> it is very gently like, yeah. eh, eh, with the hammer. It contributes to how squeamish the camera seems about showing too much of that. Yeah. I think that was actually a lot of the sensors, though. That, um, yeah, that too. Because this movie wasn't allowed to, uh, I believe, uh, be put out in England do the spot uh the sensors I mean, <laughs> I mean some of the scenes were, yeah some of the scenes were actually pretty in the colorized version anyway you can tell some of those scenes were kind of gruesome like outside of his house there's blood splatters all over the walls yeah like the in the colorized version oh. those the, that those marks on the walls they're red hmm. Hmm. yeah i just Gino i don't, didn't even really notice them yeah, the whole place just looked kind of disheveled, and I, oh. I focused more on the boarded-up windows. Yeah. Which also annoyed me. Which he it's never like, replaces, and they're continually knocking boards off of. I'm like, yeah, so seriously? He goes home before nightfall to escape the zombie vampires, but they're pretty damn weak. A whole mob of them fails to break in through the boards. Mm-hmm. And they have other boards they're just hitting the door with. And they're not even yes. well-boarded, that's the thing. He's just got a few kind of haphazardly nailed near the window. And it also annoys me, because he has an upstairs. Yeah. Why sit in your living room? Go upstairs. Yeah, it's I just... noticed it was boarded up. Maybe yeah. that's where his he... kid lived. He, yeah, he closed well, no, off the upstairs. Is... The kid was taken away. The kid is burned. The yeah. kid's dead. Yeah. yeah. Maybe bad memories. Oh, I guess. But why stay in the house then? Yeah. Go somewhere else. Well, I mean, I also, I liked it at this point because it, it took its time, and this is before the flashback. Yeah. But you see, like, he's kind of bored, and he's just, he's like, okay, go out, get the vampires, get sustenance, come back. And Lather, you, have these, you have these vampire zombies banging on the door, and the look on Vincent Price's face is he's just kind of like, all right, fine. Just he's used to this. Yeah, that's what he tells Ruth later. Yeah, so he turns on I'm the jazz to music it. to drown them out. Yeah. Which, okay. Now yeah, he just my... puts on a record and just falls asleep. He's like, okay, they're not coming in. Uh, whatever. Now, see, my yeah. whole thing is, if you don't want the zombies to bother you, one, like Josh said earlier, go somewhere else where they don't know that you are, or two, right. if it's nighttime. Turn some of your lights off and maybe don't blast jazz music into the night. You you know, noise attracts zombies, remember? Because <laughs> imagine, okay, you've got Ben, his friend, yep. who is a vampire, who still has some semblance of himself. He still remembers at least something. Um, it's his name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, can you imagine, he packs up the shit that he wants to take. 
like his record player, um, his car, obviously. Yep. Some clothes, maybe some keepsakes from his kids and wife. His car, which apparently has a broken back gate because he never closes it. Oh, that car. Yeah. Um, and just mm-hmm. fucks off, finds new place to go. And Ben shows up at his house screaming Morgan and gets inside and can't find him. How frustrated would that zombie be? I mean, really. Just Morgan, <laughs> more. Oh, son of a bitch. And then That's he has the morning. element of su- surprise all the time. Yeah. Like, I just don't know. I I think he made a bad decision. I see, and, and yeah. the, barrica- the barricading the upstairs so he can't get to it seems like a poor decision as well, because now maybe I've spent a little too much time thinking out a zombie plan, but <laughs> having a second floor to retreat to is actually a good last line of defense sort of situation. Yeah. If you block yourself from it from getting there in the first place, what's the point? Like, if right. if a zombie situation does end up happening, if you have a bathroom upstairs, fill the tub with water so you have something to drink, and if the zombies get into the house, break the stairs behind you and retreat upstairs. Mm. Yeah, we've we've thought th- these things out. We've talked about this. Yeah. Damn. Not that I expect it to happen, but, but <laughs> we it's, have a plan. It's like it's a but it's like a it's like a fun what if to to think about. Yeah. No, I. I'm with you. Yeah. Also, fixtures from uh, clothing stores and stuff, the heavy metal fixtures. Yeah, you could kill a zombie with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. but don't go to the mall. It's not defensible. No, don't do that. No. Robin Sparkle was not correct. No. No. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard that today on social media. Oh, so. God. But but according to a New Zealand show, if there is a plague that kills off all the adults, you could make a new society in the mall. Yeah. That's a show called The Tribe. It's awesome. It's a good show. (laughs) So we got another, yeah, another day, another wakes up uh, hearing his dead wife's voice, and he's pretty disgusted with life, and so instead of making steaks, he goes to the church where his wife, uh, Verge's tomb is, and he falls asleep. Wakes up past nightfall and the zombies nearly get him. They yeah, weren't kind, such literal pushovers. Okay, I was yeah. trying to figure out something about this scene. Um, because he basically got home the day before, listened to jazz music, and fell asleep. But right before that, his narration said that um, it was going to be 12 hours till daylight. So yeah. he fell asleep. I think he fell asleep pretty quick. And when he woke up, it was daylight. And then he goes to the tomb, and he hasn't been up that long. And he goes to the tomb, mm-hmm. and he falls asleep there. So I was trying it's to figure out awesome. in my head, why? Like, why would you fall asleep again? And then I remembered, he's been drinking. And he probably right. still been drinking. So he was probably drunk, and that's why he fell asleep. The, the drinking and also he's at his wife's tomb... Right, it's grief. And I think the flashback scenes kind of answer that for me. But I think if you're anywhere near a memory, um, and this is where I've kind of done research on this, but widowers traditionally don't go to their to their partner's gravestone. That makes sense. After a while. Like, they might go for a little bit or go during anniversaries. 
but they kind of drift away because it is so emotionally exhausting. Yeah, I could see that. And I think he just, like, yeah, on top of the drunkenness, I think it's just, like, if he's there, plus that... that he's driving pretty steadily, though. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah, okay. But functional but, alcoholics, alcoholics can do that. Uh, true. And also with that, like, the tomb didn't really seem like it was, like, it must have been sealed pretty well. Yeah. It had a gate and a key. He had the key. Mm-hmm. No, but Vir- Virginia's body is in that is in that casket there. Yeah, big marble thing. But I don't know. I, I, I well, looked at it a couple times. I looked at pictures. It's just like, okay, so he either staked her through the heart, or she's just there. Yeah. I thought the same thing. She might just be in there and unable to do anything about it, and that's some kind of existential horror. See, yeah, I was thinking one of two things. He either staked her and put her in there staked, or he managed to subdue her, put her in a box, and brought her to a a mausoleum, essentially. And that she's still sort of undead in there. Yeah, it was. Which is creepy. Yeah. I mean, you could see Virginia, um, whatever the hell his last name was. Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, yeah, you could see Virginia Morgan in that shot. It's, it's re- was reversed, but... Yeah. See, yeah. They showed it at an angle. See, yeah. yeah, Verge is definitely a, a odd shortening of Virginia, I'd think. Like, usually, yeah. you'd hear, usually a, a shortening of that would be, like, Ginny or possibly Gina. Right. Yeah. Uh, just Verge oh. just sounds. Uh, it's just odd to me. Well, it's it's Vincent Price, right? And you expect him to give people weird names? Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. But it's based on a book. Yeah. But it's it makes sense coming out of his mouth. Mm. Yeah. But he also like we covered, God, probably years ago at this point. A Vincent Price movie where he did the ver- his version of the Raven. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That actually is really, and you know, other than that, the only thing I really know Vincent Price from is from the Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands and the uh, Michael Jackson the Thriller uh, music video. video Thriller. Oh, you yeah. guys are missing out. Like I, I'm sure. I've seen like, a couple other things with him in it, but for me, it is still mostly the thriller video. Haunting on yeah. House of the Hill is such a good movie. Um, and literally, um, during uh, October, one of the movies I forget we were watching, um, I watched The Mask of the Red Death, and he's in it. He's the main hmm. character. Oh. He's Death. Okay. Um... Yeah. And he's so good and so creepy. It's so good. Yeah. Well, what you just said actually summarizes Vincent Price for me. Is like he, I think he was a little off in this for me because him being like the 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 mid sixties household dad. Yeah, just seemed a little bit off. Yeah, and it's just like. He would give people weird names and stuff, and like, oh, and it just—I don't know. He just—he was a little off for me, but 
Well, I just think it's What's funny that you say that because when we get to fantasy casting, um, the writer has fantasy casting for this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Some oh, people yeah, he did. wanted to be in this instead of Vincent Price because he feels that uh, Vincent Price was miscast. And I would say, yeah. A bit, that, yes. Yeah. He, he did a good job with it, but... I don't know, you just you don't really see Vincent Price as the everyman, which is what I think Robert Neville's supposed to be, because in the book, he was just like, a, he was a plant worker, he was just yeah. like a laborer. Like, he wasn't right. like, he wasn't like the scientist in charge of figuring this shit out. He was just yeah. a guy, you know? Yeah. Right, which, if I could go one more point before we move on, but... Yep. What is really interesting, if anyone's really interested in checking it out, is the Last Man on Earth TV series. Which is unrelated. Unrelated, but it is kind of close in some ways. Is that the, where, is that the one Kristen Shaw's in? Yes. All right. Weirdly, I brought her up last week, too. By a plague. Yeah. Huh. There are similarities, but... Doesn't it take place in 2020? Yes, it does. Well, damn. Yeah, but Phil Miller, uh, played by Will Forte, um, he's an everyday guy, and he's just like, he's like a really um, a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that really has any significance is his middle name is Tandy, because they found out his grandmother was Jessica Tandy. Oh. Okay. And it's mentioned very quickly, but I think he's a better everyman than Vincent Price. But I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, <laughs> um, and I apologize, Cass. So. Vincent Price seems like he could be a survivor guy. Yeah. Yes. Just, there, there are things that are slightly off in this point, but like, like that one scene where he's like, oh, I miss you. Would an everyman have become the legend, though? He does in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I could see Vincent Price as, you know, another survivor, but he's that, that weird survivor that the main character comes yeah. across. Like, um, uh-huh. uh, so if, if anyone listening knows the game Half-Life 2, he <laughs> would be Father Grigori that you run into in, Ravencro- in uh, Ravenholm. He's like another survivor and he's just bloody weird. <laughs> and I know that yeah. was, a, I know that was a deep weeb and I apologize but yeah, that's the that's first, that was the first one that came up. Just like the one weird survivor, ah, the guy that gives you a shotgun when you're in zombie hell. Basically, the zombie swar- swarm his car, but they're pretty weak. And he pushes them out of the way, and yeah. he yeah. drives home, and he almost he gets attacked, but he gets in. Uh, and then he watches some home movies, and he laughs, and then he cries, and then he has this flashback and i was wondering whatever happened to that watery wiggly wipe you don't see that oh yeah the, 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 the that they had to go into a flashback yeah yeah you what only, is that you only see that when someone's like calling it out at, for effect in some kind of comedy show yeah i don't know why so we get the and then we learn about the virus and it apparently spread over Europe, possibly on the wind. Uh, and yeah. The wind is very, is like very ominous in this movie. Because as the wind gets stronger, people get sicker. Oh, well, they do? 
Yeah. Well, if you notice, there was a lot of a lot of wind based uh, you know issues going on. You could constantly hear the wind outside when uh, Verge was getting sicker and sicker, and when their their daughter was dying. Uh, I did not put that together. Yeah. Yeah, the window was open. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems kind of weird if it's airborne. Well, notice she was in a net. Yep. She had her, like, I guess she had her germ net. It's like, you know, step up from a mosquito net. I saw that net and I I thought malaria. (laughs) Yep. Because that's that's the type of net they use. Well, bugs could, like, mosquitoes could spread... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. possible. Blood. Mosquitoes have spread a lot of real nasty stuff. Yeah. So, um, he's apparently a scientist working on a cure, and that guy that kept, Ben, who kept ben. calling Morgan, um, he used to be his friend and co-worker. Yep, he was uh, his uh, assistant, lab. I think. Lab partner. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, he's, he's got this theory that the virus turns people into vampires. And, and of course, right. yes. And Vincent Morgan Price, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Vincent Price is just like, yeah, no, that's stupid. Vampires aren't real, moron. And then, <laughs> oh wait a minute, shit. But I've heard stories about them coming back, <laughs> which is kind of weird because, um, I was thinking, why was he so upset about when his kid finally died? Well, why was Morgan so hung up on getting her corpse back? Because in order to deal with this, everybody is supposed to inform an agency. That way, when deaths occur, they can burn the bodies in the pit. I can think of one of two things. Um, first, denial. Yeah, uh, deep denial. Denial is a hell of a thing. Yep. Um, the second thing I could think of is because he's a scientist... And because he's been trying to work on some sort of cure or some sort of antidote. Um, he's, he's also deeply a skeptic on this whole yeah, thing, too. But yes. having his daughter and the ability to possibly cure her or if she comes back to life is something that he probably would do. Yeah. That's what I was, I was thinking that maybe he wants her to come back, but I, I'm not sure he's a believer yet. Like I said, well, it's denial, but you can only deny so much, especially when it's directly in your face. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that it was his kid. He didn't want to have anybody take her away. Yeah. That too. And also, like, secondary to that, I would agree with you, would be denial. It was like, okay, you know, it. I, I don't know about any of you, but I've dealt with death in my family quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And... Well, I, I I know the stories of some of the stories from from all of you, but yeah, um, when it when it happens, I don't know for me, but it's happened to some of my close relatives. It's like, okay, they're sick, but they'll get better. Yeah, yeah. they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And when Wait, they're what? when they're really bad, and then all of a sudden it happens, it's like you know, it's like a de- a denial. That happens a lot, and you're like, "Wait, no, they're fine. Wait, they're just sleeping. What's the matter?" And then it's all of a sudden like, "Oh, wait, they are gone." Yeah, I think he's just protecting himself. Yeah, yep. it's um, a lot. It's, it's one it's, of the five stages of grief. It's the first one, really. Yeah, Dabda. 
So yeah, yeah deep, deep denial. And I just, I really want to just point out uh, his acting in this scene when he gets to the pit and he's running between from truck to truck, trying to yeah. find his daughter, and he can't find her because this all the trucks look the same. They're all kind of like together. It's just he, you can see just how frantic he's getting up yeah. at this one, and it's like, oh, it hurt like that. That that kind of got me a little bit. Yeah. And then Verge gets sick too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But she's been sick What's the whole that? time. Yeah. She's been What's hiding. What's up Verge? But when he's when he's at the pit and the guys like the MPs pulling him back and he's like, "We got tons of daughters here, even my own." Yeah. Like that hit me. Yep. I'm like, ooh. He's like, "My daughter's in there. A lot of people's daughters are in there, including my own." And that's when he just kind of stops. He stops and yeah. he gives in. He's like, "Okay." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. However, when Verge dies, he doesn't inform anybody, and he runs off to bury her. Right. That does not pan out. Not at all. No. I'm wondering if he wants her to come back. If the cat came back the very next day. See, that part actually kind of creeped me out. Um, In a good way, because I like being creeped out sometimes. Yeah. And weirdly... Not vampires so much, but zombies can creep me out some, a little bit. So hearing her, like, whisper his name at the door. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. She came back wrong! It's like, ooh, snap. <laughs> oh, my. And then he opens the door, and she's, like, fucking blue-gray. Yep. And her hair's a mess, and she's dirty. And it's like... And this is yeah. This is the one time where the makeup looks a little over the top, but like the cakiness of it looks like her just being like putre like putrefacted a little bit and just yeah. kind of getting gross because it doesn't specifically say how long like she was buried before she came back. It could have been the same day. It could have been a few days. So some of the gross rot could have kicked in by that point. So she's decayed. A little bit. A little bit. That's yeah. and with like the. The raggediness of the makeup around the edges looks like the skin's starting to like fray a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I assumed it was like the same night. It might be. But I could be wrong on yeah, that, but I, they I didn't think this be the black and white version. It gave that effect. Yeah. Uh, oh, think about it this way too. Um, he does bury her kind of deep, and I'm sure that yeah. there's rocks and other stuff. And if she's dead, first off, she's not going to bleed. Nope. Um, no. And secondly, yeah, if she tears her skin, and if she, you know, bits of herself get caught and start getting ripped off, she's not going to notice. Nope. There's just, no. just going to be holes. There's going to be bits and, you know, parts that are ragged and ugh, creeping myself out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we don't know how he killed her or what happened. No. We just know that now there's a coffin thing. Yep. Because the flashback ends as she's coming towards him, probably to bite him. Yeah. See, I had a thought just now, but then I kind of, it doesn't pan out. I was thinking, what if she's upstairs and that's why he's blocked off the upstairs? She's like trapped up there, but no, she's going to be in the coffin. So he probably dealt with her somehow. And put her in the I casket. Was, 
I was wondering if he could just take a, if she's in there with a stake and if he took it out, if she could come back. That's what I'm wondering. Possibly. Because um, it says early on um, something about the stakes are just big enough to keep them, I guess, to keep the... The flesh from coming mended. back together. Yeah. Yeah. So that just makes me think maybe they're not really dead until he burns them. That's possible. That's 100% possible. Um, it could be they're in like some kind of torpid state during the day. Which is funny, because they're using some um, some vampire tropes in this. The the wooden stake, definitely. The garlic. Um, the garlic, the mirrors, sort of. But in certain legends with uh, vampires, if you stake a vampire in the heart, it doesn't necessarily kill them. It puts them in torpor. Um which is basically eternal sleep until somebody takes it out. Um, whereas later on we see some vampires or whatever um, staked with iron, which is also um, a vampire trope because in certain cold, cultures... Yeah. Cold iron works on fey, can also work on vampires. Yep. It's, sometimes it's silver that vampires are... Uh, like week two as well. Yeah. Like it all depends on what culture came up with it. Mm-hmm. And how was it? Uh, is it Malaysian vampires that yes. are literally just the floating the floating yes. heads with the guts hanging down? Yeah. I can't literally. remember what they're called, but they're they are the grossest of the vampire. They're varieties. just heads with a um, with a spine. A spine and like and entrails. What they down. end up doing is uh, <laughs> they end up. Uh, Ripping your own head off and using your body as a uh, as a host for a little bit. Until they break it. Yep. And then they get up and do it again. It's, it's gross. It. Yeah, it's gross. It's really gross. You know what's not gross? Commercial breaks. Yeah. Very true. Very smooth transition there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how about we... Uh, tell you a little bit about 4041 Media, and we'll be right back. Sounds good to me. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's animal shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Now lastly, we have our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash mttm. As we said, it's always free to subscribe and share. However, anything you can donate would certainly be appreciated. Thanks so much and back to the show. And we're back. How was that? I want to put some more oomph in it. That was great. Yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, we we got you over here. You're at about a nine. I'm gonna need you at about a five. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just no, kidding. No. I'm just kidding. I just think that's fun oh, to say. Okay. So the next day, he he finds a dog and chases this big scruffy poodle. Yep. And I was I apologize. I didn't know that there was going to be a dog in this. Yeah, we need uh, to start checking doesthedogdie.com because this particular one, spoiler warning, yes. 
I the dog ve- dies. I was very upset. Yeah, there were actual tears. She was like, the do- no. I was very, very upset. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure of the significance of him finding a dog. I mean, he um, obviously hasn't seen one in years. Yeah, it's just proof that something else is alive. Yeah, that it's, life still exists. It's it's like it's like hope, like a, just a little ray of hope coming into his. Let's face it, he's his existence. He's kind of breaking at this point. Well, honestly, I noticed something when he said, "You know, come back, come back. He's alive. Come back." There aren't any birds. Nope. There aren't any bugs. Nope. There aren't... Now, the no bugs I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> right. um, maybe they're just really tiny. Maybe they're really tiny. Oh, giant. Um, but, yeah, there's no squirrels, cats, you know, rodents. Did the zombies eat the animals? They must have. Or did they have their own plague? They, or they everything just off. died out. There might yeah. be zombie squirrels. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. Oh my god, well, the sequels. <laughs> in the TV show, that of course is unrelated, it, it just, it's never really said. Mm. But I think it's, but it's addressed that if you see something moving, you either shoot it or investigate. Mm. Gotcha. And most likely you shoot. Hmm. Um, so yeah. when he's chasing, when he is chasing the dog, that's when he finds some uh, vampires that have been killed by steel-tipped spears. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is quite different than he's been used to. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's like, so wait, that, that are there is... more people? Because he said it. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if that's when he goes and uses the radio again, maybe. But, um... <laughs> what about the radio? You no, I actually found saying. something really, really exciting. Yeah, it's I only really... <laughs> yes, I do! <laughs> I have to go now. I plan it needs me. See, when that all right, when that radio was doing the high pitch thing each time it did it, Chino straight up hated that. Oh god, yeah. Like he just stared yeah, at the TV. Oh yeah. Like, he just stared oh, at the TV and just went tense. Things like what the fuck? Yeah. He's like looking at us like you don't understand how loud that is to me. Yeah. Well, baby. Oh, sorry, Chino. What did you want to say that was you so said? So it was just really, really cool. Is that the KOKW yeah. was the frequency wave? It was the I'm sorry, it was the call letters of the USS Argon ship in World War II. Huh. Uh, that was the ship my grandfather was on, where he was a Navy cook in the Philippines. No kidding. Well, there you go. And I, I thought that was so cool. Like, I'm like wow, I'm like this movie actually got really good for me on a personal <laughs> level. See, I was just making a dick joke out of it. It's like, this is Kakwa. Somebody come in. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Save what you just said for a little bit later, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Never the case. The dog comes back and is injured. I don't know if it's from zombies or whatever. I think it's zombies. Because the dog ends up... You can find out the dog is infected. Well, first, yeah. he's hurt, and... Uh, what's the um, news? And he's he, like, it'll, it'll be better, it'll be better. Right, he's bandaged up, but then night falls, and the zombies, vampires, whatever, come back, There's and... Mobies. The dog immediately hides. Yeah. Like, he's scared of them. And so that's yeah, when Mr. Chris gets down. Yeah, he was attacked. Yeah. 
then he sees some blood on his hand and decides to test it. And, and sure oh, enough. it's the same, the same germs that he saw in the lab. So. And now, in the book, the dog is a bit more significant. significant. Um, Doesn't he, like, come and go wondering. as he pleases kind of thing? Yeah, he's, he, the, comes and, the dog comes and goes, um, but he's sort of a companion. Um, mm. But in every amalgamation of this, the dog dies. Um, oh wow! Yeah, every single one. Did he expect the dog to turn into a zombie too? I think so. I think. And it might have. Like we don't know what the virus does to non-humans either. So. Right. Yeah. It's... Well, we know. I mean, we see the him. Bats are okay, I guess. The bats that spread it. I guess. But well, those they were are already vampires. Yeah, right. And we don't end up seeing those bats anyway, so we honestly don't know. We're only seeing a very small part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're only seeing it through him, through his eyes. So we really don't know what the rest of the world is like. We're only seeing like roughly ten city blocks. Pretty much. get down to it. So, yeah, let's see. Yes, he's had to stake his dog, but we don't see anything. He's just burying the dog with a stake. Like, through the through the covering, because... Yeah. yeah, he like uh, obviously put a blanket over the dog before he did it because even he's at even he at this point is like I I can't look at a dog while I do this. Here, have a blanket. It's nighttime now. And then when he's doing that, I think that's when he sees Ruth and chases mm-hmm. her. Yeah. So when he buries the dog, he sees Ruth out in the. Uh, I guess this was like a park that he that he's, that he's burying the dog. She's in. sort of stumbling in the daylight. Yeah. Okay, so this is the part where the cockwood joke. <laughs> kind of comes in because I've always associated Vincent Price with a little bit of creepiness. Yeah. Just a bit. Where he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. It's just kind of like, you. Can't you understand? I'm not going to hurt you as he chases I'm her down. Scared. Don't worry. I bring you love. <laughs> Vincent I Price bring you love and coffee. Vincent Price had a series of like audio recipes that he did and oh. hearing him talk about how much he loves mushrooms is probably one of the creepiest things you're going to find. <laughs> I oh. love mushrooms. <laughs> what was the villain he played in Batman? Egghead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was. <laughs> That's one of those villains you don't see very often. I'm excellent. <laughs> Oh my oh god. god. That was enjoyable as hell. Robotnik's ancestor? Yes. <laughs> you also don't see uh, Calendar Man nearly enough. No. And he's no. creepy as fuck. He is. Bookworm was too. Yeah. Mm. He wasn't that creepy. He was just weird. Bookworm. Yeah, he was creepy. Yeah, if you, if you play uh, Arkham Asylum, you, you run into... Not Arkham Asylum. Arkham City. You run into Calendar Man. And if you go back... If you play the game on specific holidays... And go mm-hmm. talk to him. He will tell you a specific story. Like, at some point tomorrow, when we're recording this, tomorrow's Mother's Day. At some point tomorrow, I'm going to play it, go talk to Calendar Man, and see what he has to say about his mother. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. It's creepy. It really is. They did a great job. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. Morgan takes Ruth home, and they have food. And that's when he finds out she's suspiciously sensitive to garlic. Mm-hmm. She's like, clearly not, not really Italian. She sticks, she sticks it all up in her face and she makes up an excuse like, I have a sensitive stomach. You just put this in my face. And she's like, no. And he's like, no, you're a vampire. Just get out. Well, Leave. right before that, um, you do see her 
playing with something under her shirt. Un- like in I think a it's, small like, it's like a compact mirror, I think. Right, you don't know what it is, but she's playing with something. Yeah, she was looking in the mirror and she uh, borrowed his wife's shirt. Yep. yep. This is and, my sweater uh, now. Uh, borrowed? Well, you know what I mean. It's just, That's like you with half my hoodies. No, <laughs> <laughs> this mysteriously just became yours. Hey, it's not like she needs it anymore. Unless she's still chilling in that uh, coffin. See, I found it. If I leave my hoodies in the car, she no, usually no, doesn't find them. Shit. There was a there was a chunk of time where I couldn't get my N7 hoodie back from her for for love nor money. She also doesn't want to look at herself in the mirror. That's the other way he tests her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now uh, you know. She's starting to turn turn back into one of them, one of them because apparently there's a vaccine. Now, that's what she's hiding is a needle. Yep. Um, I don't know if it showed really well in the black and white version, but in the color version, um, when you first meet her and see her, her color is flesh tone. That's what I was wondering. It's very pallid, yeah, like she's, she's sickly. She's quite pale. Um, she's got, like, no color in the lips. Like, it's just all, like, the same, like, beigey, light beigey. No, like, color in her cheeks. Just very pallid. And they do a really good job, like I said, with the makeup. Um, because this next part, she's... Her color is getting paler and paler. Yeah, from, from like, cut to cut, she's getting paler and paler, but it's... Subtle enough that it doesn't just jump out at you like suddenly she's in black and white. It's right. just from cut to cut, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Until no. uh, she gets to the bed when everything comes out. Her color is really, really bad. Not blue, not full gray, but she's definitely going white. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like that's, I said, did a good job with the color. And that's when we get the big giant info dump. Dun, dun, dun. It's like the Huge Act 3 jump. info dump. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm saying it is, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's pretend. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure how else they could have delivered it, I but... Mean, yeah, or it could be one of those, like, the writers were running out of money, and they had to get, like, a whole bunch of exposition out right away. Okay, but it wasn't bad exposition. No, no, I've definitely seen worse. Oh. Yeah. That it's one of kind of came fast. It did come fast. I will admit that. But bam, I, bam, bam. It wasn't as bad as other exposition that we've definitely seen in the past. Well, at least uh, it wasn't like, well, as you know. Right. <laughs> it's not like Far Cry 3 where they kill off the interesting villain right in the, right in the third act and bring in another villain that's like, wait, why do we care about this guy? Bring back the other one. I liked him. So I, we, apparently there's a bunch of infected that aren't dead yet. Oh, yeah. It's they, kind of they, confusing. It's like they were infected, but it hadn't gone all the it hadn't like fully transformed them yet. And they were able to get the vaccine that could stop it, but not cure it. Like, it would hold back the symptoms of being one of them. And they've kind of made their own society around this. But they can only go out in the nighttime. So that's why Vincent Price, ha- Price hasn't seen any of them. Because he's always hunkered down at night. Well, what about Ruth? She's out in the day. Because she's just very recently got the vaccine. And she straight up says... That she has to, that she was sent to spy on him. So, mm. they, I guess they gave her like a double dose to, you know, really suppress it. 
so apparently they want to kill Morgan for killing... They want to kill the zombie vampires as well, so I find it kind of confusing and hypocritical. Because when they show up, they end up staking the crap out of all those zombies to get to Morgan. Yeah, they're the ones who have gone too far. I guess, I mean, mean, it's kind of like a Fallout ghoul situation. Like, the ghouls... (sighs) You know, there are, there are ghouls who still have their whole thing. They're like their mental uh, faculties. And then there's the feral ones. So I guess like the ones like Ben and the ones that keep attacking Morgan's house are like feral. They've got, they're too far gone, maybe. Something um, like that. I saw it as Vincent Price wasn't the only scientist working on this, though it kind of focused on him and that other people were more successful than he was. Yeah. It could be because there was a mental block because he didn't want to believe it or something but they were way ahead of him and they fixed this this vaccine um and it started giving it to people and maybe even some people who were a little too far gone to see how it was um and it made basically staved off the virus so he had a mental block because his kid was dying? I think he had a mental block because he didn't want to believe that this virus was doing what it's doing. It was like deep skepticism kind of thing. Like, uh, Oh, gotcha. Like Kind of like how Scully, by, well, like, by hell, season two, by that point, she should have stopped being such a goddamn skeptic, but she keeps it up because I guess that's like a defense mechanism. Yeah. I gotcha, okay. Because even um, when she... Uh, the girl's talking she asks she tells him I needed to find out uh, how much you knew how much further you were and you're not and you're you way behind way less than we do like we know way more than you gotcha well I guess they're pissed because he staked some that were still technically alive I guess I think mm-hmm. I think what ended up happening was because he keeps marking off on his map the places that he's been and the vampires that he's killed and some of these people were maybe out too long and ended up needing to take shelter and were maybe sleeping. And, the, or and they weren't he fully, went and staked them. They weren't fully transformed, but to him right. it didn't matter. Right. He killed or, people's loved ones. Yep. I would figure and he wouldn't really know much. Yeah. He, he wouldn't know. He wouldn't he, know any better. It's like he didn't realize it's to him a vampire is a vampire. He doesn't know that there are stages. Right. Um, but no, they want to kill his ass. And that's be- why she was told to hold him up with the gun. And here's the part that I thought was kind of silly. Because they knew of him. They knew that he was alive. They knew that he was um, basically Indeed. still with it. They couldn't have left him a message or couldn't have talked to him over the radio to let him know... Yeah. That they were there, and this is what was going on. That's not how humans work. You know this. I just I got. Mean, one, I guess I just got annoyed there. Say, Sorry. Yeah, someone should have been. Stop doing that. Hey. Right. And hey. No. Hey, you're a you're a scientist. Come help us. Oh wait, your blood has antibodies in it that can cure people. Get over here. You know that like, because he, he gives transfusion to Ruth that cures her. Yep. Yeah. He cures her damn fast, too. So at that mm-hmm. point, they should have at least given her a little bit of time or some sort of way to contact them 
to say, hey, here's what's going on. Instead, they kind of made the same decision he did and kind of went off and decided to kill him without any other uh, other knowledge. Yep. They uh, made the, the same decision. Maybe. I mean, that's just kind of how humanity rolls, too. I mean, we get half the information, then just go off half-cocked and... That's how America works. Yeah. Yeah, that's America. Yeah. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they arrive, and they chase them around, they kill off the zombie vampires that are stupid, I guess. Um, Bye, apparently babe. guns work just as well. Yep. Because they're yeah. using guns. And like Josh, and like Josh just uh, Josh just said, bye Ben. Yeah, they at least they got rid of uh, Ben. Shut his ass up. Yeah, right? it's like enough already, dude. Yeah, shut up, go to sleep. <laughs> but ben, ben is a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> they chase him to the church and he gets staked and dies. Um, well, they get him. He gets straight up the, harpooned. Well, don't forget they yeah. go through the. Uh, the police station first. Yep. <laughs> and he throws smoke bombs at them. It's like, yeah, because that's oh. going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go through some... Like, he's throwing the smoke bombs, and all I can think is, yes, leave them, leave them, leave a trail exactly yes. where you're going. Right? <laughs> yeah. I saw a magician do this in Vegas. He yeah. hit an entire <laughs> elephant. Like, he hit an entire elephant like this. Let's see if I can... Damn it, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I think that he led them right to him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets shot. And he's yelling at them, calling them freaks. It's like, you really are not endearing yourself to these people at all. Yeah, yeah you should I just explain it. It's a big man. mistake. I think we could safely say that his character was not necessarily a nice person. Nah. No. And three years alone has not done anything for his personality. No. Now, granted, no. most people would lose it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say, is three and, years alone would would derange you. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, I was about to say, who said, and and I'm not saying that he's not deranged at this point. No, I mean... Wiki says that in the book he wasn't captured uh, right away and really fought, apparently. No, it's been like, it was like six months, and he didn't fight them. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Maybe yeah. he was hoping for a trial? I don't know. I didn't read the book. I just read, like, the synopsis. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's an audiobook of it or something, because I'm, I'm curious to, to read it, but I don't have the time to actually sit and read. There probably is. So, uh, There is an audiobook. Uh, I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. Hmm. Uh, looks like it's been out for a while, because it out says, Now a major motion picture starring Will Smith. So, <laughs> been, yep, been a little while <laughs> since it came out, I'd say. Just a bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a shorter one. It's around about five hours. Okay. So, well, is that the mo- is that the movie version though? Don't know. Um, well, no, it doesn't seem like that because there's another version of it that's ten hours long. It's I Am Legend and other stories. Okay, oh, so maybe, maybe it's not long at all then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, I listened to the audio. Like I listened to the audio book of the stand, which is forty-eight hours long. I know. So. Yeah. Um, but I Am Legend Other Stories has the other stuff, and it looks like just other horror stories and some comic and all scary by Richard Matheson. So it looks like it's just like a 
Richard Matheson buffet, really. <laughs> That's something a vampire would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think today I'll have some type B. <laughs> and then maybe yeah. tomorrow I'll yeah. have some type O. <laughs> and then maybe a little palate cleanser of type A. Oh, God, Betty, you're always so negative. You need a little bit of AB positive. <laughs> oh, my God. Have a little bit of positive. Oh, go, go into fantasy cat. So let's do that. Okay. Um, well, um, Richard Matheson had fantasy casting. Um, he thought about it, um, and he thought that the best person to play um, our main character uh, would have been... Um, Harrison Ford. Wow. Yeah. Um, I forget. There was someone else he wanted to direct it to. That it would have been like his dream team. Give me a second. Didn't it say Fritz Lang or something? I think so. Uh, Let me check the wiki. Okay, yeah. Originally told Matheson that Fritz Lang would direct the film, and Matheson thought that would be wonderful. He later said he thought Harrison Ford as star and George Miller as director would have been ideal. Yep, George Miller. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. So we roll for Harrison Ford? Sure. Let's see if the dice Does agree with him. Uh, yeah, that's a 29. All right. How would it change anything? I don't know. Uh, it would make it more action-y, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd all see right. more I scenes hit. with uh, indie fighting zombies, basically. I mean, yeah, and Harrison Ford really is... He's, a lot more of an everyman type character than uh, than Vincent Price was. Yeah, you don't really see him playing a scientist. Nah. No. No. No, you see Vincent him Price, as a... He was, he was the inventor in Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Yeah, he made a man with the heart of a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could did. see him as a scientist. Oh, Vincent Price, yeah. I was talking Harrison saying, Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford, you don't really oh. see him as a scientist character. He's more of the right. everyman. Yeah. All right, I have one. Um, okay. Two. Okay. Um, for Robert Morgan, um, I don't think any, I don't think, uh, well, Dan and Josh, you might not know who this is, mm-hmm. um, but I would say Chuck Connors. Ah. Simply because I've been binging the hell out of watching The Rifleman. I know who that is. I have a vague yeah. understanding of Chuck Connors. All right, so... You'd be a badass mofo. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, that's an 18. Oh, Just missed it. Uh, well, I wouldn't want to see... Uh, I wouldn't want to see his kid die. No. No, not a it kid. There's too many but... adventures. Yeah, it would... There would be a lot of badassery. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. would be sort of like... God, what was that really shitty movie... Um, Vampire movie with uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, uh, uh, Van Helsing. Yes, thank uh. you. Yeah, yeah, but it was just like kind of like a Van Helsing type. We just have the stake shoot out of a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, that's in Blade. Yeah, the stake launcher. Yeah, yeah Blade has that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically, I would be Blade. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think a crossbow would throw a stake better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, basically the a modified shotgun that he would just... Hey, uh, just use wooden arrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, um, the crossbow, like... the bolts are too thin. So yeah. they break too uh, easily. 
Yeah. Well, no, you're on my spread right now, kid. What's the matter with you? <laughs> is that still on MeTV? It is on MeTV. It's actually, um, it's on IMDb TV. Oh, is it? Uh, entire series is there for free. Man, that's, oh, nice. That's rough to say. IMDb TV. It's like you, you, you try I, to say I, it and your lips. For a second, yeah. yeah. You try to say it and your lips kind of betray you. But you can yeah. stream that on your Amazon Fire Stick. Yep. Yeah. For listeners, it's actually better if you go through Amazon and yeah. go find it. You'll be fine. Yeah. And you had one, too. I, had a, um, I was thinking the cast of Last Man on Earth, the TV show. So I <laughs> guess right. it would be... Uh, Kristen Chow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or would you be Verge? Oh, Verge uh, dies. Yeah. Yeah, so she would be Ruth. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. The dice like that one. That's uh, uh, 32. 32. Numbers are hard. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, good job. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Considering how the first two episodes go, in that where Kristen Schell's character... Oh, God, I can't remember oh, her Oh, God, did she make name. raisin meatballs or something? Ew. Raisin meatballs. Oh, fuck, I forgot about uh, that. that See, sounds I'm, disgusting. I'm fine with That's raisins, how... but meatballs? Ugh. I'm not yeah. fine with meatballs or raisins. Yeah. It was raisin meatballs, and she made Will Forte's character marry him in a church because she wouldn't procreate with him and restart humanity unless they were married. Okay. <laughs> the masturbatorium. Well, all right then. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. But okay. in this version of the movie, would he be killed by a uh, raisin ball? Because he probably just... would die of food poisoning. I know I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably would die of food poisoning, but at least they would live in a better house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's just some really good and points to that. Maybe a building. That, yeah. With where the T Rex suit is. <laughs> yeah, they're they were they're married and they were staying in separate houses for a little while, and like there's a there's a bit of an episode where he walks over to her. He's like, "Hey, can I borrow your TiVo? I've watched all of my stuff on my TiVo." And they have a five minute back and forth about what TV to watch. Huh. Like. It, he would spend his day <coughs> in his pool of booze. Yeah. Little, uh, waiting pool. Hopefully the right pool. Oh, and not the poo, the poo pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's one pool to do your business and one pool to have fun. Oh. Uh, yeah. I yeah. can just imagine. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then they'd get the other uh, townspeople would show up at the very end. Yeah, 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 true. They would just put him in the stocks and then yeah. kill him with a meatball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had one more, I think. I think you forgot, but I want to take it if you don't have it. You can have it. John Nobel. As, uh, as Morgan? As Robert Morgan. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what we get. I don't know how that would change things, but... Oh, I have ideas. Okay. Uh, that's a 22. That makes it. All right. All right. So, so he has a lot that, of science experiments change? to try to change things, and but he spends quite a bit of time trying to find the right angle of the steak, just to see, but then finds Is a whole bunch to... of ways to make new food. Oh. Yeah. 
He uh, tried to make try the steak in different places. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. Out. Yeah. In the head. Yeah. Baked in flavored pudding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. Bacon flavored chocolate's a thing. It is yeah. really good. Obviously, have you tried it? It's good. Yeah, I'd it's like really to. good. It's I good. tried it's making the... bacon flavored pudding once. Mm. Oh, that's the real thing. No, it's not. He wanted it to no. be, but it, it turns out it's not. I, I, I wanted it to be, but it did not want to be. Uh, I could I, see, I, like, maple maple bacon pudding, maybe? How about butterscotch with bacon sprinkled on it? Yeah. Eh, I dig I it. Know. Well, see, the, of... the thing with pudding and... No, for pudding. any of our any of our international listeners, when we say pudding, we mean like actual pudding, like not custard. just not just a dessert. Not it's like right. a custard. Yeah. Um, bacon. The main flavor from bacon is salt, and I can't really yeah. see salt working in a custard. Unless it was savory somehow. Yeah, and I that's don't see it working. And the thought of savory custard is kind of making the back of my brain go, oh no. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bacon flavored pudding was one of the random things of John Nobel's character Walter Bishop in Fringe, uh-huh. and I was I was really obsessed with that show when it came out. You can watch it on Amazon too for free. It's actually still quite good. It holds up. But Ooh. I tried making bacon flavored pudding, and it really was not a good day. <laughs> oh, you made it yourself? Yeah, it was not a good day. I'll just leave it at that. Now I'm just going to look up bacon-flavored pudding. It's like Chino's been hanging out on one of the chairs at the table here, and I guess he was laying down. He just kind of popped up for a second. He's just like, huh, what? Bacon? What? Are you, what what's going on? You mentioned food? Yeah. Hey, if he was experimenting all the time, Yeah. Uh, uh, wouldn't he... Uh, would, do you think he would find a cure faster? Maybe. He randomly uh, finds a cure. Uh, yeah. He finds a cure for the disease in his weird epicurial... Like, change it. Oh. going to another dimension. So, Joss appears to have found something, and by the expression on her face, it's not looking great. Um, I found oh. recipes for bacon pudding. Um, oh. yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, savory bacon and leek pudding, bread pudding. Um, oh. Maple chocolate pudding? pudding with bacon. Now, the bread mm. pudding I can almost see. That, that last one you said, that sounds like something you'd see on Iron Chef. Yeah. Yeah. There's that weird shit. So it's like, I'm serving this thing with this thing over here. Why would you do that? Raw vanilla maple pudding with maple and bacon. It's <laughs> not weird. That just yeah, sounds, that sounds dangerously Canadian. I, yeah. I'm just looking going, oh. Uh, why would you, you know, do okay. these things? I why? thought of something. What? Hmm? If his experiments would involve getting... Uh, shuffled off to a parallel universe. You know what strategy that sounds like for a character? What? Rick Sanchez. <laughs> well, okay. Remember he yeah. fucked up the world with Love Potion, and then they were just like, yeah, we're just gonna go hop over to this other universe. Yeah, we're going over here, Morty. Now, see, I haven't, I haven't seen many, much of Rick and Morty. I do remember seeing the end of one episode where they have, like, a choice between this one world that they go to, which is kind of shitty but this other world which is perfect except the sun screams all day <laughs> yes that's a different Good one episode but yeah 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 the one i'm talking about was they they just turned everybody into monsters and then they skipped town 
Whoops. Yeah. To a universe where their doppelgangers got killed, so and they just took their place and was like, yep. Okay. Can you roll for Rick Sanchez, please? Yes. Sure. Uh, that is a t- uh, 36. That was <laughs> pretty cool. The dice like... The <laughs> dice like that idea. You know what? He would just cure it before it started and be like, "Ah, eh, fuck this." You know yeah. what? You know what I gotta say, Morty. You know what I gotta say, screw this. I'm leaving. Yeah. Because remember, you, you uh, decursed all the cursed items in the yeah. that store. Yes. <laughs> I could see him like staking all the vampires, but really apathetically. Yes. <laughs> Probably a vet, a thing that could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen? Uh, have you guys been getting the ads on uh, Facebook for uh, Solar Opposites, which is like the next show from the Rick and Morty people? Yes, it's on. No, Hulu it's going to be. The time. It's going to be coming on Hulu, and it's. Um, I think it's coming out on the fourteenth. I think mm-hmm. it said, but uh, it's basically a family of aliens are crashed on Earth and they're trying to fix their ship, and only one of them really cares at, at, anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're j- it's uh. it seems it seems interesting, and because it's on Hulu, it may not quite have the same kind of restrictions that something like Family Guy does. So you might get more uh, raunch to it. Mm. I'm not really sure. I just keep seeing ads for it all the time on Facebook. Mm. Whoa. On that note, too, when you mentioned something about the Rick and Morty people, yeah, we should really point out that Community is on Netflix. Yes. She, yeah, Joss has been watching uh, select episodes. Oh, I love the that DVD episode, the paintball episode. Uh, Multiple paintball. Which one? There's two. Uh, I like the second one with the, the two-parter. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I've only seen the first one. Oh, the second uh, one is gets, so good. Yeah, there's one where it gets really, really super gritty. It yes. has a really good Good, the Bad and the Ugly parody. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, that's my favorite. That's great. So is there any more to say about fantasy casting? Uh, I'm all set. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I think the ones you guys have come up with, like, I want to see this with uh, Rick and Morty in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, who would Morty be? new car. Uh, uh, Morty would be Ben. <laughs> Rick! Rick! Open the door! Rick. I was gonna say uh, he'd be the dog, but. That makes hmm. sense. Yeah, that too. Yeah. You get a new Morty. What use is this? Yeah. No, the dog would yeah. be a Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> oh, the dog Mr. Would Poopy be Butthole. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. Life is pain! Tell <laughs> good about this, Rick! <laughs> so the dog is Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> oh, what a great way to write and so. And on that note, on that note, we cue the music. We don't have ending music. Oh right, shoot. Oh. Okay, you end it. You All end right. It. Next week's episode. Um, 1984's 1984. Meta. The book of the movie of the year. Yes. <laughs> All right. So get ready to stay at home and play at home. Be good. Take care of yourself, but don't be too good. Be naughty. <laughs>